Good evening. I'm Anthony Robustelli, author of I Want to Tell You, The Definitive Guide to the Music of the Beatles, and this is the Beatles' multi-track meltdown. Each week I'll be playing stripped-down, deconstructed mixes of classic Beatles songs, highlighting different instruments and vocals in a way that will truly amaze you. Imagine sitting in the control room at EMI Studios and having the opportunity to peel away the layers of a song, discovering new elements that you never knew existed. This is the closest you can get to that experience. So sit back, tune in, and enjoy the Beatles' multi-track meltdown. I'll make you maybe next time For the next few weeks while I'm enjoying life in London and Liverpool during International Beatle Week, we're going to do something completely different on the Beatles' multi-track meltdown. During the weekend of the 14th of August, the Fest for Beatles fans took place in Chicago, and I presented two live multi-track meltdowns. For the next two weeks, we're going to air those live shows, but we're going to start each show with an acapella mix of classic Beatles songs. I hope you enjoy this slightly different spin on the Beatles' multi-track meltdown. Asked a girl what she wanted to be She said, baby, can't you see I want to be famous, a star on the screen But you can do something in between Baby, you can drive my car Yes, I'm gonna be a star Baby, you can drive my car And maybe I love you I told that girl that my prospects were good And she said, baby, it's understood Working for peanuts is all very fine But I can show you a better time Baby, you can drive my car Yes, I'm gonna be a star Baby, you can drive my car And maybe I love you Beep, 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 yeah When your bird is broken Will it bring you down? You may be awoken I'll be round, I'll be round you tell me that you heard every sound there is And your bird can swing But you can't hear me You can't hear me It's getting better all the time I used to get mad at my school Now I can't complain The teachers that taught me weren't cool Now I can't complain You're holding me down oh. Turning me round oh. Filling me up with your rules I've got to admit It's getting better Better A little better All the time It can't get no worse I have to admit It's getting better Better It's getting better since you've been mine Me used to be angry young man Me hiding me head in the sand You gave me the word I finally heard You're doing the best that I can I've got to admit It's getting better Better A little better All the time it's getting better. better, it's getting better Since you've been mine Getting so much better all the time It's getting better all the time Better, better, better It's getting better all the time Better, better, better I used to be cruel to my woman, I beat her and kept her apart from the things that she loved. Man, I was mean, but I'm changing my scene, and I'm doing the best that I can. Fooey, fooey. I admit, it's getting better, better, a little better, all the time. I can't get no Yes, I admit, it's getting better. It's getting better Since you've been mine Getting so much better All the time It's getting better all the time Better, better, better. 
It's getting better all the time. Better. See how they run like pigs from a gun, see how they fly. I'm crying, sitting on a cornflake, waiting for the van to come. Corporation t-shirt, stupid bloody Tuesday man, you've been a naughty boy, you let your face grow long. I am the Eggman. They are the Eggmen. I am the walrus, Mr. City Policeman sitting pretty little policeman in a row. See how they fly like Lucy in the sky, see how they run. I'm crying, I'm crying, I'm crying. I'm crying Yellow matter custard Dripping from a dead dog's eye Grab a locket, fishwife, pornographic priestess Boy, you've been a naughty girl, you let your knickers down I am the Eggman They are the Eggmen I am the Warriors Sitting in an English garden waiting for the sun If the sun don't come you get a tan from standing in the English rain I am the Eggman They are the Eggmen I am the walrus. Expert, expert, choking smokers. Don't you think the Joker laughs at you? <laughs> See how they smile like pigs in a sty. See how this night I'm crying. Semolina Pilchard climbing up the Eiffel Tower. Elementary penguins singing Hare Krishna Man, you should have seen them kicking Edgar Allan Poe I am the Eggman They are the Eggmen I am the Walrus You don't know how lucky you are, boy. Back in the USSR. Yeah. Been away so long, I hardly knew the place. Gee, it's good to be back home. Leave it till tomorrow to unpack my case. Honey, disconnect the phone. I'm back in the USSR. You don't know how lucky you are, boy. Back in the U.S., back in the U.S., back in the U.S.S.R. Well, the Ukraine girls really knocked me out. They leave the West behind. And Moscow girls make me sing and shout. That Georgia's always on my, 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 my. 
Hi, everybody. I'm Anthony Robustelli, author of I Want to Tell You, The Definitive Guide to the Music of the Beatles, Volume 1, 1962-1963. It's the first of a seven-volume set. This one covers the first two albums and the singles, and it's a song-by-song companion. So anything you want to know about any of the songs is in here. I also host a weekly radio show on Beatles-A-Rama on Sunday nights at 7 o'clock Central Time called the Beatles Multitrack Meltdown, where I deconstruct mixes of Beatles songs so you could hear different elements and listen to them in a way you've never heard before. That's what I'm going to do for you guys tonight, is I'm going to do a live Beatles Multitrack Meltdown. I'm going to start with the song that brought the Beatles to America and really took it to a whole different level for them. I want to hold your hand. Um, a lot of people think that it's really driving because they're are multiple rhythm guitars. Some people have even said that they think there's an organ in there, but all it really is is the driving force of Ringo, Paul, and John. So what I'm going to play for you tonight is just that rhythm section. No lead guitar, no vocals, so you could really hear why it sounds so heavy. Uh, they put a lot of compression. That's a technique that you put the guitar through through a amplifier type of thing that it compresses the sound, so it makes things that are soft louder, things that are loud softer, and really squishes it together. That's why John's guitar sounds the way it does. That, along with the tremolo from the Vox amp, gives it a whole different sound. So we're going to hear this, just the rhythm section tonight.
Another thing that makes that song so unique and heavy is during the middle section, Paul McCartney starts playing chords on the bass, where normally the bass plays single notes. He starts playing chords, and it gives it a really thick sound. So we're going to go ahead to later in 1964 and the title track to their first film, Hard Day's Night. And um, this song written by John, it, it's a phenomenal song, and it's produced really well with some inventive bongo playing and great 12-string Rickenbacker guitar overdubbed with piano on the middle section. But the song, just on its own, is a great song. So tonight we're going to hear a single-track Lennon vocal, acoustic guitar, and the bongos. There's been some question as to who played the bongos. Uh, engineer Norman Smith has been quoted as saying that when Ringo tried to play the bongo part, he couldn't keep it steady enough. So Norman Smith, who was an accomplished drummer, ended up playing the bongos on the track. Nobody could tell for sure, but you take a listen and tell me what you think. This is a hard day's night, single track vocals, acoustic guitar, and bongo. Two, three, four. It's been a hard day's night, and I've been working like a dog. It's been a hard day's night, I should be sleeping like a love. But when I get home to you, I find the things that you do will make me You're gonna give me everything So why on earth should I moan? Cause when I get you alone You know I feel okay When I'm home Everything seems to be right When I'm home Feeling you holding me tight Tight, yeah It's been a hard day's night And I've been working That song's a great example of how forceful rhythm guitar player John Lennon was. You, when you hear the acoustic guitar by itself like that, you just hear he's really bashing that thing, hitting it as hard as he can, and it really makes a difference. It doesn't sound like a little strummy acoustic guitar. It really drives the song forward, as so many of his rhythm guitar parts did. We're going to skip ahead to the next year, 1965, and their second film, Help. And one of Lennon's favorite songs of his... Ticket to Ride. Lennon had been quoted as saying all he likes in music is rocking guitars and jangly pianos and you know this is a song that perfectly captures that. McCartney had a lot to do with the drum part giving Ringo some suggestions on what to play but Ringo made it his own and the cool thing I think about this drum part is that each verse he changes it up. It's similar but it's different every single time. Plus the droning guitar and the 12 string guitar played by Harrison this is the last song that the 12-string guitar would be used on. He tried it on And Your Bird Can Sing, which he didn't really like. And besides Ticket to Ride from Help, he only used it one more time on If I Needed Someone on Rubber Soul. So this one's going to be a little mishmash, and we're going to hear bits of different things coming in and out, but we're going to start with that great drum groove by Ringo.
interesting things about that song. It was the first time for the Beatles, at least, that they basically tacked on a whole different section that had nothing to do with the rest of the song. That whole My Baby Don't Care part at the end went to a different tempo, a different feel. It would become commonplace in rock music and in the Beatles' later stuff to do something like that, where different sections come in, things that had nothing to do with the other part that came before. But this is the first time they did that, an idea of McCartney's, actually. And it's one of the first instances on Help, McCartney ended up playing lead guitar on Night Before, Another Girl, and Ticket to Ride. All that little bendy stuff that you hear at the end and in the middle is all McCartney. He had, as you all know, started out as a guitarist, taking on the role of bass player. By Help, he decided, you know what, I want to play some lead guitar, too. And this album was the first time he did that, and it would eventually lead to some problems down the road when he wanted to play more and more lead parts. So we're going to skip to another song from 1966 where he does play some lead parts along with George Harrison. The Revolver album was definitely groundbreaking in many ways, but three of Lennon's songs were dropped from the album on the American release. It was commonplace for the American Capitol Records to take songs off and shorten the records so they can make more records here and make more money. So the three songs they took off of Revolver were all Lennon songs. So by the time they did that, George Harrison en ended up with more songs on the American Revolver album than John, with John only having two and George having three. You know, as a kid, I remember listening to that record and not really thinking of that. But as I grew older, it was like, wait a second, this is very weird that George Harrison has more songs than John Lennon. So this is one of the ones that was dropped from the American release, but of course on the British release, And Your Bird Can Sing. And it features dual lead guitar parts by Paul and George, and this was really innovative for the time. You know, there had been a few people that had done it in the past, but it had been really in the past. Les Paul was one of the pioneers of multi-track recording and had double-tracked his guitar. But this was a real different sound. It was distorted, it was heavy, and it would really become the sound of the 70s with bands such as Steely Dan, The Eagles, Orleans, Queen, you know, doing that numerous guitar part playing leads in harmony, that was very different for 1966. So we're going to really focus on that part of the song, the lead guitars, and also some of the great vocals by John, Paul, and George. Here's Anya Bird can sing.
besides the guitar, a phenomenal bass part by McCartney on that one. We're going to skip ahead to 1967 and the Sgt. Pepper LP. There are a lot of really popular tracks on Sgt. Pepper, but one that I think is really underrated is McCartney's Lovely Rita. A lot of people feel that it's a piano-based track because the piano is so heavy in the mix. But the two acoustic guitars played by John and George are really important. When you listen to them by themselves, it's amazing how much they add to it. If they weren't there, it would sound like a completely different song. Another part of the song that I think is really cool is the outro. Um, McCartney plays like a dub bass line. And when you listen to just the drums and the bass along with... This, the scat vocals and all the heavy delay, it sounds really modern. It's, it sounds like something you would hear in a club today. So this mix, things are going to be coming in and out, and we're going to start with the acoustic guitars to really hear how important they are to the track. Here's a lovely read It's hard to believe that three years earlier, they were doing a hard day's night. You know, three years. In today's time, three years for anybody, there's not that much innovation and that much change. They always wanted to push the boundaries of sound, and they found the perfect partner with George Martin. It, it's a great thing that they didn't sign with Decca because I don't think it would have gone the same way. They, they needed someone that was as creative as them, and George Martin was. He was willing to do anything. And one of the things he did on Good Morning, Good Morning is they really wanted the horns to sound really distorted. So they put them through a lot of compression. They sound like horns, but they sound like no horns you've ever heard before. They reused this type of idea in Revolution Number 1, but this is the first time they did this. Also of note, I'm going to highlight at the end, is a very, very tricky drum part by Ringo playing on the bass drum pedal very quickly. Anybody that says Ringo didn't have some technique is, needs to hear this. So here's Good Morning, Good Morning. To save his life, call his wife in Nothing to say but what a day How's your boy been? Nothing to do, it's up 
to you I've got nothing to say but it's okay Good morning, good morning, good morning some drumming. One of my favorite songs from 1967 has as much to do with Lennon as it does with George Martin. I Am the Walrus was a phenomenal song when Lennon just brought it to them and played it on the electric piano. And when you listen to the backing track, it's really inventive. The chord structure is very different and the lyrics are completely creative and psychedelic, but it's, I think, the string and horn score and the vocal sounds that were brought in by the Mike Sam Singers that really took it to another level. Uh, the Mike Sam Singers were used to singing, you know, commercial ditties and, and little pop songs. So to have them come in and sing Oompa Oompa, Stick It In Your Joompa was something very different for them and for everybody that was at the session says, you know, Paul McCartney says it was hilarious to see these really straight, you know, working musicians being asked by John Lennon to do all this craziness. So for this mix, things are going to be coming in and out, but we're going to really highlight Ringo's drums and the strings. And one other thing of note is when Rock Band came out, the Beatles Rock Band, it, I read an article that a lot of drummers couldn't get expert on playing I Am The Walrus with Ringo because it was so difficult to play all the drum fills at the end. And I've tried and it is really difficult. So here is I Am The Walrus.
like a fishwife, pornographic priestess. Boy, you've been a naughty girl, you let your knickers down. I am the Eggman. They are the Eggmen. I am the Warriors. Kagookajoob. I don't care how psychedelic other bands were getting in 67. Nothing sounded like that. Another cool aspect of that was at the end of the record, um, they tuned in a BBC radio station and got static, and they got part of King Lear, which you hear at the end. The whole thing was when they mixed that, they, that was done live as the song was being mixed. So it was on the tape. It couldn't be recreated, and that's why for years and years, once the song gets to the middle section with the clock ring and everything, it goes into mono, and that's all we ever had. It was stereo in the beginning and mono to the end. But when they were remixing for the Beatles anthology, they found the actual, uh, George Martin and Giles Martin found the actual tape from the BBC archives of that King Lear radio performance. So they were finally able to mix it in surround sound and pop those performances in exactly where they were on the original record. So thanks to them, we were able to have a surround mix of something that we only had in mono since 1967. So we're going to skip ahead to 1968's White Album and a song by McCartney that might possibly be the hardest song the Beatles ever recorded. You know, McCartney always gets the rap as being the ballad of year, and, but he could do anything. And, and from Long Tall Sally to this song, Helter Skelter, McCartney knew how to belt it. The song came about, he had heard in a, re a review of The Who's I Can See for Miles, and the reviewer said, this is the hardest thing I've ever heard in my life, there's echo everywhere, it's all over the place, it's so raucous. And McCartney was like, wow, I wish we had done it first. And then he forgot about it, and months later, he finally heard the song, and he said, it, it, to him, it sounded really tame. It, sound, it was a great song, but it was very controlled. So they went into the studio with the idea. He already had Helter Skelter, which he thought was a little bit of a throwaway song, and they went for making the hardest rocking record that they could possibly make. So this one, things are going to come in and out because some of the guitar parts are hard to hear within the mix usually because it's so dense. So this is going to be a real remix of things you know, coming in and out throughout the song. So here is a little Helter Skelter.
you want me to make you? I'm coming down fast, but don't let me break you. Definitely think a little harder than I can see for miles. We haven't played really any George today, so we're going to go to a 68 song that he brought in his friend Eric Clapton to play on. Tensions had been really high during the White Album sessions with all, all the Beatles working in different studios at a time. Ringo quit for two weeks where Paul had to play drums on Dear Prudence and back at the USSR with a little help from John and George. And when they were working on While My Guitar Gently Weeps, they were just having trouble, and he didn't feel like they were really giving it his all. Their, their all, so he brought, figured, let me bring in Eric Clapton, and hopefully everyone will be on their best behavior. And they definitely were. John doesn't play on the song, but we're going to really feature on this one Clapton's guitar work, which besides doing the solo, he played a lot of rhythm parts during the whole song that are really add a lot to it. So here's While My Guitar Gently Weeps. One, two, three, four. Thank you. 
Thanks very much. I'm Anthony Robostelli. Thanks for hanging out and listening. You can pick up my book, I Want to Tell You, in the Marketplace. I'll be back on Sunday doing a totally different show at 2.45. So come by and uh, say hi, and hopefully see you Sunday. Thank you. Well, Beatle fans, that's it for tonight. I hope you enjoyed this different spin on the Beatles' multi-track meltdown. I'm Anthony Robostelli, author of I Want to Tell You, The Definitive Guide to the Music of the Beatles, Volume 1, 1962-1963. Tune in every Sunday night at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern to hear deconstructed mixes of classic Beatles songs, solo recordings, live cuts, and much, much more. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, ShadyBearBKLYN, and like the Facebook page for I Want to Tell You. Also, don't forget to check out the Paperback Writer page on Facebook, where you can connect with Beatles authors from around the world. You can pick up my book at Amazon.com or on the website, TheBeatlesIWantToTellYou.com. See you next week.